is pat and cody now let's get grody thank you to user platano cat for that submission i think he's a little inebriated when he gave that suggestion but you know what works i like it i like it can, can that just be our like that's how i'm gonna just introduce myself in daily life now Except let's without... get grody it's really hard to find a word that rhymes with cody so that one fits <laughs> nicely my, my name is pat cody's not here but let's get grody <laughs> as always thank you for the submission for the catchphrase uh Anyone can feel free to submit a catchphrase to myself or Pat, either through Discord or send us a message on the forums. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Cody and Pat Can't Shut Up. This week we'll be covering season 25, weeks 11 through 13 in the ISFL, and weeks 8 through 10 in the DSFL. It's our Halloween episode, so we're leaning a little towards a Halloween theme this episode. I'm, of course, your host, Cody, or in the league, Scary Goodman. And as always, is my partner in crime, Pat. Or should I say Bat, the bad man of articles on the forums? How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Pretty exciting week for myself. I mean, getting close to Halloween. ISFL was exciting. How about you? you anything crazy? Not really. And uh, we are recording this on Friday, just so everyone knows. So by the time you get it, it's going to be past Halloween. Um, but do you have any fun, any plans for Halloween? Anything fun going on tomorrow? Not not too much. Going to throw a little party for the kids with some of the nieces and some of their friends because trick-or-treating is kind of out of the question this year. What about you? you going to get dressed up and watch Roadhouse? <laughs> How do you know my plans every year? <laughs> no, it hasn't uh... changed. It hasn't changed in a decade. <laughs> That's just my normal Saturday, though. That's true. Uh, no, uh, tomorrow, actually kind of forgot it was Halloween, so brewing some beer and then going to come home and watch some college football i guess i don't know hope turn the lights off make sure no one comes to my door that, that yeah that's a good idea yeah well as normal <laughs> oh go ahead. what were you saying <laughs> i don't like people so just <laughs> go away <laughs> yeah just put a sign up front get out yeah <laughs> they turn into an old man already get off my lawn stay away yep i've been that way for my whole life well we're gonna move on to our first segment we always start off with a little something called, I Can't Shut Up About Myself. This is where we talk about how our players did in the league. Pat, why don't you go ahead? How did Doi do in the DSFL this week? So personally, Doi did pretty decently. Uh, in his three games he played, he had 11 tackles and his second sack of the season. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, the Luchadors did not have a great week. They're one and two. <laughs> the two losses were at home, one of which was to the Bird Dogs, who are now only one game back in the playoffs. Uh, so, not the greatest of weeks down in Tijuana, but Doi did fine. What about you? How did how Gary do? He did. He was pretty even on the week. It wasn't too bad. No ups or downs. Uh, we started off the week against Yellowknife, which was an offensive showcase with a barn burning final score of nine to three. Ooh. where Yellowknife emerged victorious. I thought, okay, I got four tackles in that one. It wasn't great, but I contributed. Uh, week 12, we got a big win over Orange County. That was statement win for the Hawks. Uh, four tackles in that one again with a, a tackle for loss. So that was nice, but I was really just happy to get that win. That was huge. 
And then just a short time ago, I had three tackles again and a loss to Philadelphia in overtime. That one hurt. Uh, really upset on that one. We, it looked like we had it locked up and we gave up a late touchdown and two-point conversion. So going to need to really bounce back next week. What are the Hawks in? Are they 7-6 and six for the record? 7-6, and six, tied with Chicago. I'm not sure where the tiebreakers lie, so it's going to be really interesting next week to see where you we know, end up. And Yellow Knives now, they're only a game back. And Philadelphia, I believe, are, they're both a game back now. Yeah, it's the playoff picture is going to be interesting there. Um, just want to say, even if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs, to go from a three-win team last year to, I mean, more than double their wins with three games left, it's really cool to see. But yeah. I, Biggest surprise. Up with just seven is that's great. Yeah. So good job over there. You had nothing to do with it, but good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just here for show. So at this point in the show, we'd normally do like our playoff picture and our Pat's power rankings. But in lieu of that, we have a special treat for everyone. All right. I got to say, I'm very excited for our next portion of the show. For the first time ever on Cody and Pat Can't Shut Up, we have guests. I'd like to welcome Slate and Mojo Jojo. I'll be referring to her as Mojo for the rest of the show. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing uh, well. Thanks for having us. I'm, I'm excited to be one of the two first guests on uh, this spectacular podcast that you're making, um, but also very excited to not be the first guest by myself. Likewise, really excited to be here and thank you for having us. Okay, the first person talking was Slate, if you were confused, and the second was Mojo Jojo. <laughs> should, be, should be pretty easy to tell us apart, I think. Well, not everyone in the league knows who everyone is. Fair. So I thought I'd introduce that. Um, so basically, we're just going to do a little mini-interview to start. Uh, it's going to be a lot of hard-hitting questions here, so I hope you're ready. Pat, you can chime in whenever you'd like. Oh, gee, thanks, Cody. <laughs> well, why, why don't you welcome our guests? I shouldn't be the only one welcoming. I mean, like you said before, if we were a we were a married couple i'd be carrying this boat on my back solo well every couple has gardeners and roses and i think everyone knows i'm the rose so that's how this goes it's true you do smell wonderful and i rhyme well too that's true (laughs) (laughs) so with the interview this is the first time we're doing it so we'll see how this goes I, i figured to keep it pretty basic amongst you and any future guests so the first question is going to be who is your character what position do you play, and what team or teams are you on? Yeah, I can go first, I guess. Uh, so I'm Slade, I guess we covered that already. My character is uh, Peter Patterson, or Petey Patterson, um, or if you're Cody, little Petey Patterson. <laughs> there yeah. we go, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm a cornerback for the Kansas City Coyotes this season, um, but I'm Ooh. on the Sarasota Silfish in the ISFL, um, probably getting called up next season. So I'm uh, looking forward to that for sure. I'm not going to stop bad-mouthing Sarasota just because you're on there. Uh, I don't expect you to. But you don't bad, yeah. I love you because you are my teammate on KC. So yeah, you've, yeah. Been, you've been having uh, a good time so far. And, and I, I've had a great time with you in the locker room. I feel like we're yeah, Kansas City is a great team. Yeah, um, it's been a lot very, of fun. Yeah. What about you, Mojo? Yeah, well, I am a, I was a waiver pickup on KCC at the end of last season, so got to know those teammates a little bit, just enough to sort of 
get extra rolls in Cody's gifts, um, which has been great. <laughs> so I am Mojo Jojo or Mojo, um, and my player is Ernest Lever. It's a DE on the London Royals of the DSFL this season, and I'm really enjoying my time in the league so far, but I'm still pretty new, and that's my only team, but we'll see what team picks me up in the ISFL draft in the coming weeks. Yeah, the scouting process for the ISFL is a lot of fun. You're going to get a lot of DMs, and I had a lot of fun with it. Not every team contacted me. Uh, what about you guys? Do you guys have every team contact you? or? I did not. I had one team um, who I will not name uh, didn't <laughs> contact me at all. And there were like a couple teams who like messaged me and didn't really like give me the full questionnaire, if that makes sense, too. No, I had, sense. yeah, I had... I think I had two teams not talking to me at all. And then I felt bad for Austin because uh, Fly, yeah, Fly was supposed to scout me. And for about a week, every day, one of us would be like, hey, you free to talk? Oh, no, I'm sorry, I can't. And we, just, we played phone tag back and forth for like a week and kind of forgot that they even scouted me in the first place. <laughs> Oh, phone tag? Did you give them your personal digits, or were you guys actually well, trying to talk on the phone? I mean, well, I didn't yeah, get that. I, mean, I didn't get that process at all. You guys had something else. I did not. Well, dude, someone slides in your DMs. What are you supposed to do? Like, just give them your phone number immediately. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just anyone says hi. That's like here you go. Yep. Okay, I'm lonely. Okay, just me and my wife and my dog here for the last seven months because of all this COVID stuff. So give me mm-hmm. a break, right? I'm craving human touch. I, I feel like I can say which team can contact me. I, I don't believe I talked to Baltimore at all in the process, <laughs> and I was very surprised to be selected by them, but it, it's been fun. But moving on from that, um, we'll, we'll flip it over to Mojo to start this time. Uh, what was the inspiration for your character's name? Well, um, so Slate recruited me to the ISFL, no surprise there. Um, And part of the reason that I was as drawn to it was late night when neither of us could sleep, trying to come up with the funnier player name. Um, And one of those times, Ernest Lover came to me and it just stuck. Um, And every time I thought about it, it just made me giggle. So it had to be Ernest Lover. Do you guys have a list any recreates um go ahead i i don't know if i have one um finalized yet definitely a couple i will play around with yeah you don't have to share any i just want to know if you're (laughs) you probably have 40 names picked out i i remember there were several like really really good ones that weren't used as well so um so I'm sure together we could like remember what they were if, if Mojo did want to um, use one of them for her recreate. Um, what, what about you, Slate? Yeah, so um, for my current player, um, the inspiration was Patrick Peterson, right? I don't, I don't know how obvious this is to people, but this is basically just switching the name like and keeping the sin part, right? So it's Peter Patterson as opposed to Patrick okay. Peterson. That's what I thought when the first yeah. time I saw it. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's just a, something else. Yeah, that that was that was basically what it is. But I think it like it flowed so well and just like sounds like a reasonable name by itself that it's like I'm cool with it. Like I don't really think about that anymore. 
Um, and like Patrick Peterson's not my renderer or anything like that. Um, but that's, that's, I think, how I originally came up with it, yeah. So for Pat and I, uh, we, we didn't know people were going to have weird names like uh -huh. that. <laughs> so uh, we, play, we play a lot of Madden, and what we do is we, we do a random name generator for mm -hmm. like our coaches' names, everything like that. So we pulled off from, our, from Madden 20 the most successful coaches we had in that. So mine was Gary Goodman. And Pat's nice. was Vance Slattery at the time. Right. But Pat wasn't digging that name so much. So what did you change your name to, Pat? Well, Doi Fieri, <laughs> which was... <laughs> I think which... I gave you Doi, didn't I? Yeah, because I was trying to think of, you know, because I did the... <laughs> I figured the the giant head, tiny face, Guy Fieri was too not... too great to pass up. And we were trying to... Remember, we were playing Madden, actually, and I was like, gotta think of a weird like off-brand guy fietti and i was i think i was saying uh geo fiero oh yeah that's and, true. yeah and you're like what about like doi <laughs> oh that's perfect so yeah <laughs> i mean he looks like an idiot i love him so my him. question for that is where did the render come from in the first place because like even when you were vance slattery you had this absurd um weird scrunched face guy fieri render and i'm very curious about this I have no idea. I think <laughs> I randomly just looked up Guy Fieri one day. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and actually, it, it sort of ties into my life because um, my brother and my wife and I were in a bowling league for a couple of years. And our team names always were Guy Fieri influenced. So one year we were um, Welcome to Flavortown. And we were guy's flavor saver one year so it just for whatever reason guy fietti's my spirit animal mm -hmm. and just I, I saw the face and thought it was hilarious so i just decided to run with it yeah so i have to be, say oh go ahead when you started that story i was thinking hmm bowling ball squished face where is this gonna go <laughs> um didn't quite go there he's all about <laughs> diners drive-ins and dives <laughs> Hey, and Triple G, Guys Grocery Names is a very good game, a very That's good true. show. I honestly show. believe you think when you die, you're going to go and see the gates open to Flavortown and just Whoa. in the sky. It's going to be it's going to be basked in the glory of Guy Fieri and nothing but barbecue sauce. Oh, no, donkey sauce. Okay, let's not even don't even play. And I'm sorry. I'm not as well versed in Guy Fieri as you are. And you, <laughs> I'm gonna, haven't I'm read the sacred text yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this a religion I, now did we just create a new religion i think we, we finally put a name to pat's religion that he's had for a long time it sounds like pretty much no they uh, in, in the beginning guy created donkey sauce <laughs> yes that's the only that's the oh, book open closed that's all you need <laughs> no they are uh they were supposed to open a guy fieri restaurant at the mall of america and then i think it got shut down with everything else kind of shut down but um yeah the mall of america is like a mile from my house so when that opens i won't go there but i'll be excited it's there just say yeah. that that makes sense good good now that we completely derailed that already <laughs> why don't we move on to the next question which is going to be how are your characters doing this season slate why don't we go with you yeah um 
my character is doing all right. Um, I think he had a really great start to the season, and he's sort of faded since then. Um, so I know off the top of my head, he has three interceptions, um, which is the same number he had last season. Uh, last season, he also had two forced fumble, fumble recoveries. Um, so like fewer turnovers in last season, but on, on track to get about the same number. Um, 43 tackles, 10 passes defended. Uh, oh, and I did have a touchdown. That's right. In the, in the first London game that Kansas City played, um, we did have a pick six, which was my first career touchdown, which was pretty exciting. Uh, but we did go on to lose that game, of course. Um, yeah, so so pretty well. Uh, I, last season, I was nominated for uh, cornerback of the year, so and I'm on about the same pace. So I think that's a pretty good season for me. You did have a great season 24. Um, mm-hmm. You lost to a handsome devil for Kansas City's Defensive Player of the Year in-house. Uh, let me look through my notes. Oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I won Defensive Player of the Year. You you did win Defensive Player of the Year, but I would like to point out that I won the most defensive game balls. Yeah, you had a ton of game balls. I, yeah. I, was, I was very surprised that I got Defensive Player of the Year there. But yeah, you were a, you were a first round pick. What what pick were you? I was the twelfth pick. Twelfth pick. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a little bit, so? but from the mocks, but still, first round's nothing to sneeze at. Well, the mocks that were mostly influenced by my mock that was the first to be posted in the thread. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know how much to read into like going after I said I would go right. So you consider yourself the Mel Kiper of the ISFL? Uh, for last season, yes. <laughs> because I posted the first mock draft. It's just whoever posts the first mock draft is the Mel Kiper of the ISFL for that season. It just flips around all the time. Yeah. That uh, is, that's my goal next season for this draft is to be the first mm-hmm. one to post a mock so I can just give just garbage yeah. information to people. <laughs> yeah, the mode, just copies and pastes. So. The, the mode TPE is basically like how much TPE the first post gets usually. And like everyone in the ISFO war rooms gets the mode TPE. So like this past season, it was five. Cause like the first one I posted was just completely wrong. Um, oh. And I remember like everyone in the ISFO war rooms being like, thanks Slate for giving us only five <laughs> TPE from this. <laughs> the secret I, for me, if anyone wants to steal this one is I, I look at like five or six and just kind of take the mean of everyone and change it a little bit if i'm not if i got a gut feeling but that's how that's how i roll there there's a guy in tijuana who i don't know who his sources are but he actually got i think it was 10 of the 14 wow. first rounders right like spot on and the that, four that he got wrong i think he just had kind of flip-flopped in the wrong spots wow, so, so he had like everyone Every first rounder was a first rounder, but just like the order in a few. Yeah, he, that's really I remember right. It was it was crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he did it, and I kept disagreeing with him because I just wanted to be annoying, <laughs> and I should have listened. Yeah, I can confirm you are very annoying sometimes. It's a little brother syndrome. I'm sorry. That's that true. happens. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, Mojo? How's your character doing this year? Um, I can't complain. I pulled up my stats because I definitely can't read them off of the top of my head, but I have 60 tackles, eight for a loss, um, one forced fumble, which was very exciting, and six sacks, which has been great. Um, I am still chasing the sack leader in the DSFL who got five sacks in a game really early on, which is just unheard of. Um, And uh, so I definitely feel a little bit like Slate that I had a really good start to the season. And now a couple of my teammates, particularly Legazi Perfect, 
and Logan Saracen, who are both just playing phenomenally over the past couple of games, have really been getting a lot more stats, but it's just been great to be part of the defense with them, and uh, I'm really enjoying the rest of the season. You know, I can I can uh, feel your pain starting off strong. I started off super strong the first half <laughs> of the season, and then I've basically been a no-show in like the last six games. Really hurt my pride. That'll happen. But quick aside, I'm going to say that uh, Ernest Lover should be a contender for defense rookie of the year. Oh yeah, no question about that. So, so early congrats on the nomination there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're influencers. We're influencers right here. Yeah, mm-hmm. what we say goes. So I don't know. Do either of you have any league jobs? We both, uh, we both do. do. Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, what are uh, your jobs? So I'm on the audit team. Um, as of this season, they had one position posted over the off season, and I was uh, lucky enough to get that. Um, so I am the mean person who comes and takes away people's TPE that they think they have earned, and their updater has says they earned. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I applied for that job, and I, I really honestly think my my gifts on my Twitter have <laughs> derailed my chances <laughs> a lot. This. But you know what? That's okay. I like to be an outsider. Uh, Mojo, what's your job? I am a media grader, um, and I got this job pretty pretty soon after I started in the league, and I really enjoy it. Reading the media is one of the ways that I learn a lot more about the league and the players in the league, uh, especially as a, a new rookie. And so I have been really enjoying that, and we just have a great team as well um, working together. So I only asked those if you guys already have jobs because, I mean, do either of you have any plans to GM in the future? Um, I, it's something that I think I would really enjoy doing. Um, my, uh, my IRL situation right now is such that I don't think I can really dedicate that much time as I would want to. Like, I'd rather wait to do it later than do it now, like, and not as well as I feel like I could eventually. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that I'd like to do in the future, particularly at the DSFL level. I think if I had a choice between the two, um, that would be really fun for me. Yeah, I definitely think that's a little bit more up Slate's alley. Um, I I would be very surprised if we don't see him GM at some point. Um, I definitely think it'll be a few seasons from now at least, um, but I definitely could see him going that way. Well, like him, we both had some experience in the Casey War Room, kind of. Slate more so than me. I was uh, (laughs) afterthought, but I I tried my best. What were you going to say, Pat? I'm sorry. I I just want to say, can we, I want to back up real quick. Mojo, you say you're a a media grader, right? That's your league job right now? Yep. So two-part question. It's very important. I must know. One, do you have a favorite author on the forums? (laughs) And two, is it me? It's very important. Um, so I think that Dogwood Maple is going to give you a run for your money. Um, I've really enjoyed his articles, but I also really enjoy yours. Um, I think that both of you have a really good balance of research that you put in, but then also a conversational style that makes uh, reading about the stats that you've looked at um easier to digest um, and really understand. So I've really enjoyed reading both of your articles. 
Um, we get a little later in um, the segment, then I may have some hot takes on a couple of media trends um, oh. that I would be happy to share. Ooh. I was All actually right. going to ask you to apologize for your articles. They're, they're very, very detailed. I, I was impressed by um, the, the diplomatic quality to, to Mojo's answer there. Um, that was very, <laughs> very well done on the pod. Yeah, I was going to say... She's just my, plotting uh, to become commissioner at some point. Mm. But I, I have to say, good job. My finger or my cursor was hovering over kick for a while there. So thank you for saving my feelings and this podcast. The, the last thing I'd like to say about uh, Moja's media grader job is I, I think she did a very nice job picking a, a league job that people would like actually like her for. Like getting money for your articles is something that people like and getting TPE deducted from your build is not something <laughs> that people like. Um, well, so, so that was smart, smarter. And I have to applaud the media team. They've been, I mean, they're grading articles within like a day in most cases. And it's, it's, it's very nice to see that they get graded so quickly. They're doing so a great job. That. Yeah. And said a thank you to the team. Yeah, I uh, will pass it on. Speaking of Mojo, since we're giving her so much kudos over here, uh, when she first joined the league and introduced herself as Ernest Lover, remember this conversation, Pat asked if the name was based off the Ernest P. Worrell character from the Ernest <laughs> series of movies that were very popular in the late 80s and through the 90s. And it turns out you've never seen any of the Ernest movies, which was shocking to Pat and myself. Um, so I thought it would be fun to incorporate Ernest into the show a little bit. Originally, I was going to ask you guys to watch an Ernest movie and to discuss with us, but I thought that was maybe asking a bit too much since we all have such little free time. Instead, I decided it would be fun, at least to me, to give you a series of Ernest titles. And you tell me if it's a real Ernest movie or one that I made up. Oh, great. So, this is like Billy on the street. <laughs> right. So, Pat, could you keep tabs on how she does? <laughs> let me get uh, a pen and paper here real quick. Am I allowed to ask the audience, a.k.a. Slate, for one if is, I'm stumped? Is, and for, is, I will, yeah, we can, I will allow one phone a Slate. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen any either, so I doubt that I'll be any help, but, but All right. Free. All right. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I definitely want to phone a Slate at least once so that I can have one that I can blame on him if I get it wrong. That makes a lot of sense. All right, I'll tell you now, there are 14 titles I'm going Ooh. to say. Oh, boy. Um, before we start, could we get the number of actual Ernest movies that exist? It's no more than 14. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. All right, here we go. The first title, Ernest Goes to Jail. True Ernest movie. That is correct. Next also, one. one of the greatest ones. Gonna put that up. That one's fantastic. <laughs> it's a very good one. Yeah, Pat, you can you can jump in here with your earnest knowledge. Yeah, I'll be the. Uh, oh, I'm the hype man here. All right. <laughs> the second title, Ernest Rides Again. Not an earnest movie. That is incorrect. That is a real earnest movie. The next title, Touchdown Ernest. <laughs> Not an earnest movie. That is correct. That is one I made up. The next title, Ernest Goes to Africa. A real Ernest movie. That is correct. I believe I have seen that one at least once. What about you, Pat? I thought that was a fake one, so no, I have not. <laughs> oh, I think it's riding, riding high off uh, Ace Ventura 2 with that one. All right, the next title I'm going to go with is Ernest Goes to the Beach. 
true Ernest movie. That is a fake Ernest oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a fake one from Family Guy. If you That's true. Mark. He's he's trying to pick out a movie, and it's either between Ernest goes to the beach or Ernest doesn't go to the beach. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, how about Slam Dunk Ernest? Not an Ernest movie. That is a real Ernest movie. Wow. I don't believe I've seen that one. No, I'm not either. I just assumed all the sports themed ones were going to be ones that you made up. I mean, that's how he gets gets you. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I'm really tricking here. (laughs) I I just hope that in that movie, they say the line, there's no rule that says an Ernest can't play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's hitting the ball with his nose, putting it right in the hoop. All right. How about Ernest goes to work? Not a real Ernest movie. Correct. It is not a real Ernest movie. I can't imagine that one being very exciting with a title like that. Kids aren't going to want to watch that. How about Ernest Goes to Camp? Yes, a real Ernest movie. That is correct. That is a real Ernest movie. Next one is Ernest Finds Love. Slate, phone you. Oh, God. <laughs> On this one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm leaning I, no. I I think it's just ridiculous enough to exist, but uh, so I think I would say yes, but like I'm not super confident about it. All right, we'll go with Slate. Yes, real Ernest movie. It is a fake movie. Oh. <laughs> I made that title up. Oh, right, we got a few more left here. How about Ernest Saves Christmas? Real Ernest movie. That is correct. That's a real Ernest movie. Next one. Ernest in the Army. Oh, boy. Um, real Ernest movie. That is also correct. Hey, we're on a roll. Dang. All right. Ernest goes to school. Not an Ernest movie. That is a real Ernest movie. So you'd watch him go to school, but not to work? I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's like bullies and stuff at school. I, I guess. That seems worse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's an attractive teacher. That never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, why, why do, you, do you bring that up every show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right. Uh, how about Ernest goes to Europe? I mean, if he goes to Africa, then sure. Real Ernest movie. He actually does not go to oh. Europe. It is a fake title. The final one oh. is Ernest Scared Stupid. Fake Ernest movie. That is a real Ernest movie. Boo. That was the That's one like I was the going best to one. Yeah, I was gonna oh. ask that was the one I was gonna ask you guys to watch if you decided to watch a movie. Okay. So Pat, how'd you do? Pretty good actually. You got seven out of fourteen right, so not too bad. Fifty percent could have been eight if she wouldn't listen to Slate Ooh, <laughs> on Ernest Fine's Love. <laughs> that was fun. I, yeah, I did a good job. Thanks. Thank you for playing that one. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, so the next portion of the show. Well, I should ask before we get into that. Are you going to try to watch any Ernest movies after this, or do you find yourself totally dejected from the concept? <laughs> um, I'm intrigued. I won't try, promise try, anything. Try one. Try one. If you don't, if you don't enjoy it, that's fine. Er- okay. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest scared stupid. Those are the two best ones. 
Yep, they're those. fantastic. Pick one of those. Well, I, I, I would say Scared Stupid. Yeah, and sorry, I shouldn't say fantastic. I'm overselling it. They're <laughs> I saw when I was like six, I want to say, and to six year old me, they were great. They were just masterpieces of cinema. So don't don't take that. Okay, so yeah. go go in with the expectation of a six year old. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, or just get drunk. That always helps. So, speaking of scared stupid and uh, Halloween a little bit, we're going to go into our top five. Top five! Top five! Pat, do you want to start off the top five with our non-league-related top five? Yes, our non-league-related top five this week is a theme one. This is actually was not submitted by anybody. We picked this one beforehand. That's this not true. Is... That's not true. Slate asked the question. <laughs> that is right. I am so sorry. Yeah, well, he's a guest it. now. He doesn't get credit for it. It's fine. Oh, I'm, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm taking little, credit. Sorry, while, I, while I'm on air, while I'm on air, I'm just going to take credit. Like you can't stop me. So this Don't next five, this, this top five was uh, submitted by our user Slate. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Make it official. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. This is this is your top five Halloween candies. Cody, do you want to start us with that one? So I'm assuming by Halloween candies, we, we meant just candy in general, correct? See, I, I was, that's what I went with, but I tried to be as Halloweenish as I could, if that makes sense. Okay, well, I did not. So here we go. <laughs> I, yeah, number five. I, sorry, <laughs> oh, before you get started. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference. Like, I think that there are candies that I associate with Halloween and candies that, like, I would have at other times. So yeah, I'm interested I, to see. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so what I went with, just so you know, before I before I say mine, after you say yours, is I kind of went with thinking of trick or treating, like what right. ones oh, when okay. I was trick or treating did I really want to get? Like I was excited when I got them in my bag. So that's where I'm right. at. So toothbrush. Yeah. Well, yeah, floss. One. Floss sounds yeah. great. That house. Ugh. Well, I'll get I'll get started then. I I didn't really go with the Halloween theme. I just kind of went top top five candies i was excited to see so awesome my number fair. five would be a crunch bar uh hmm. the mini ones i think they're, they're the perfect amount of chocolate and they've got that crispy rice in there and they're just a nice little little snack uh number four i went more on the candy side skittles i i personally prefer tropical or wild berry mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll take original if that's what they get and it's free you know when trick-or-treating any love for sour skittles you know I like my taste buds, and I don't want them getting ripped off by those things. And the roof of my mouth is also something I like. <laughs> Fair. Fair. That always, always happens with those. Uh, my number three choice was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, I think everyone can agree that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are wonderful. Two, and I'm not sure if this is a regional candy bar or if it's nationwide, Salted Nut Roll. Um, that one didn't happen too often, but there there was a few houses that would give you like the full size candy bars, and this was usually one that they would give. I mean, it's got the peanuts, it's got that white, fluffy whatever that is in the middle. It's delicious. Yeah, it's a mo- I think it's just model, isn't it? I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, I want to keep it a mystery. Mojo, <laughs> as someone who's never lived in Minnesota, have you heard of this? Because I've heard of it, but absolutely not. Be- interesting oh my god it's like, it is yeah. so good yeah, yeah. I, I had it forgotten might, about it, it until you just said it um yeah. but yeah i grew up in minnesota and i recognized it immediately and it was so good like i remember it distinctly yeah it, are they a regional thing now i need to look this up i'm, it, I, I'm very be, curious now yeah. now that i'm saying that so yeah uh look it up they're delicious 
and like I said, it's it's just like a it's like a white fluffy kind of thing in the middle, covered in <laughs> covered in peanuts. I don't have a better description of it than that, but yeah, I, I can't really. I don't know how else to describe it. So they're they're made by Pearson's, Pearson's. Candy, who makes. Yep. Uh, um, what was the one beer that you had when you were here? Uh, oh, that thing the, I loved. Oh, uh, Nut Goody. Nut Goody, yeah. So the same people mm-hmm. that make Nut Goody. Okay. So that's probably also a regional thing. Mojo's like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. We're talking about all, all it is is nuts. We're talking about nut rolls, nut goodies. Oh, yeah. They're made in St. Paul and only available wow. in the Midwestern states. Wow. Weird. I didn't know that. Well, there we go. Kudos to the Midwest. Yeah, I moved and... away before I was drinking age, so I don't recognize this <laughs> nut goody thing, but I definitely remember the the nut roll. The salted nut roll is great. Yeah, if you can find them in your area, get them. If not, Pat, I think we need to send them a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be, you know what, that's your, that's your guest gif, I guess. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, Thanks for joining the show. Here's some candy. Perfect. Uh, and my number one uh, is going to be candy cigarettes, because sometimes <laughs> even kids need to take that edge off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not candy cigarettes. It's, uh, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm going with Milky Way Midnight. I, I like regular Milky Ways, but I love dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is my favorite to eat, and the combination of a Milky Way with dark chocolate, it just cannot be beat. Every time I got those little mini ones, those are the first things to go. So that's my that's my top five. Are, are there any you guys don't like out of those? I'm not a big fan of the Midnight's. There, yeah. I love I love dark chocolate, but it just doesn't go well with the nougat inside of there for some reason. It just doesn't click in my brain. But otherwise, yeah, I'm not a big uh, dark chocolate fan in general, so I would probably just prefer a normal Milky Way. But normal Milky Ways are good, so I get your your choices. Yeah. Okay, I, I hear you guys, uh, Mojo. I would say that all of those, except salted nut roll, which I just do not know. <laughs> Um, are actually Halloween candies. Like, yes, also true, yes. I, I can definitely confirm that those would have potentially come up while trick-or-treating. Um, I also really like Crunch. I feel like it's underappreciated, but it would be one that I would often trade for from my sisters um, because they didn't value it very much, and I really enjoyed it. So I like to see that on your on your top five. Good, I'm glad. Uh, Pat, oh, that's what, what, what was your top five? Uh, first, I want to make a quick comment about the whole trading with your siblings for Halloween candy. Is like we, my family still does that with Easter. My mom always gives us like Easter baskets with candy and stuff in them, just for tradition. And we actually do like a full half hour of bartering for candy between my brother and sister and me. So memories there. Sorry, I had to. Yeah, oh, I was for sure. I was going to say, circling back a little bit, um, I think with this talk of undervalued assets and wheeling and dealing with candies, I think Mojo has some sneaky GM potential in her. I was yeah, just going to hey. say that. I was I had that in the back of my head. <laughs> Hopefully be some... Uh, Bill Belichick of the ISFL. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah. You know, decision makers do listen to this podcast, so <laughs> they don't. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> hey, we had like 13... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, we had some listens. Um, Couldn't get through it without laughing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll build up. It's it's still fresh. It's still new. Yeah. Uh, well, Pat, why right. don't you try to win over some new uh, listeners with your top five list? All right. So, like I said, I went the route of what I was excited to get trick or treating, and I guess ease of eating while trick or treating. Um, 
So number five for me was Mike and Ike's. I love them all the time, but I remember just getting the small little fun-sized boxes of them, trick-or-treating. Eat them and just, like, dump them in your mouth and eat them right away. Number four, I've got Three Musketeers. Love them all the time. They're not just Halloween candy for me. I'm one of my favorite candy bars. Number three, I went with Reese's, but not the peanut butter cups. I went Reese's Pumpkins just because trick-or-treating, I didn't want to unwrap and then unwrap again to eat them. It's more of a, you know, gluttonous, fastest way I can eat the candy. So you you really enjoy, like, the trees and the Easter eggs? Oh, God. Easter egg. Reese's Easter, Easter eggs are the best candy. Like I, 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 I can agree on that. Oh, they're so good. Number two, I've got Snickers. Really, I feel like it's a candy bar no one really talks about anymore, even though it's advertised all the time. But no one really says, oh, I love Snickers. I do. I got your back, Snickers. <laughs> and number one... Halloween, the only Halloween candy is candy corn. Yes. So that that's number one. All right. So I'm going to stop it there because we had a pre-show discussion about candy corn and we were split down the middle. Yeah. Slate. Big fan of candy corn here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, not a big fan of candy corn. I have to say I'm a big fan of it, but I don't think it would be, like, number one on my list. Like, it's definitely a candy I want to eat on Halloween, but, like, Reese's is better for sure. Like, there are definitely better candies. It's just, like, something that's around. And also because, talk, going back to undervalued assets, a lot of people, like Mojo, like Cody, really hate candy corn. And so you can just get it from, like, your friends or, or I imagine, your siblings or whatever for, like, nothing. And it's great. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just give that away for a hearty handshake. Exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the... Actually, my wife and I were talking about this earlier today. When you think of the Halloween candies or Halloween candies in general, it's candy corn. Yeah. The Reese's Pumpkins. And I think Peeps makes a Halloween version, I think. Oh, I've never heard but, of that. I've never heard of yeah, that. That's just you, Pat. Just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they're my, maybe yeah. they're my Peeps from Easter that I just let sit too long. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of candy corn, I actually have a quick story about candy corn. So in kindergarten... They had a contest. They had a huge jar of candy corn uh-huh. in the class, and they had everyone guess how many pieces of candy corn were in there. And I don't know. I, I think I probably just be the highest number out of all the kindergartners. I think I guessed like <laughs> three hundred or something like that. Yeah. And I was right. So I got this huge. I mean, it was. I think the total number was like five hundred. So I had like five hundred pieces of candy corn, and I brought it home. I didn't eat a single one. <laughs> Thank God I have a large family because they ate the rest of that. Otherwise, it would have just sat there and not been touched and got thrown away. I, I actually won a very large jar of candy corn in exactly the same way in, like, fifth grade. This this may also be a Minnesota thing. I'm now curious about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I was, like, five off. It was, like, just over 500, and I guess, like, 497 or something like that. And, and I so got for it. you, a moment of and triumph. Then I ate for it. me, yeah. a, a moment of reluctant acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the first time we've had guests on these top five. So we asked um, Mojo and Slate to pick their just number one candy in these instances. So Slate, what was your number one candy? Yeah, so if I was going for Halloween candy, uh, like candy that I get on Halloween that I'm excited about, I would say Reese's is my number one. Um, I'm okay with unwrapping twice because Reese's is that good. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, I guess I'm talking about here. I've, I've never actually had the Reese's pumpkins or Reese's um, eggs or anything like that. So like those also sound great, but 
even the double unwrapping is, is worth it. You if we're just talking about blown. Oh. It looks like Easter time. You're getting another shipment of candy. So <laughs> yeah, there we beautiful. go. Fleecing um, us for more. Your thanks. And then like uh, candy in general, like movie candy or whatever, I go for Swedish fish. Ooh, yes. I love Sw- that's, that's my dad's favorite candy. Mm. Like honestly, every, no matter what I get him for Christmas, I always make sure I get him a big bag of Swedish fish and a big bag of Lifesavers window greens. He, he, and cashews those three things are always included no matter what i get it's like hey wow. here's a here's a nice jacket and three big ass bags <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh swedish fish i'm i love you said that that's that's my like if it's around i can't stop eating a candy mm-hmm. yeah what about you mojo what's what's your number one candy my number one candy for halloween is definitely almond joy Whoa, come on, I feel almond joy, <laughs> what? No, thank you for saying that. I, that's like not number one for my list, but like it's up there for sure. I, I'm, and neither of them really? mentioned it, so I'm glad you said almond joy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had an almond joy before. Like, I, I really know. don't know if I have. It is have you had a chocolate and coconut, yeah, but, but with an almond I'm... in it? Yeah. And it's okay, delicious. <laughs> I've had mounds, and I do not like, so... Oh, wow. I, I, I don't mind coconut flavor. Like, yeah, in, like, a pina colada or, like, a tropical-flavored kind of thing. But for some reason, in mounds and almond joy, I just cannot get behind it. Yep. Wow. Same Bad. way. Yeah, neither sorry, of my sorry. sisters liked them, so I got them all. Which may be one of the reasons why they jumped to the top of my list. Uh, the other one... <laughs> that wasn't mentioned that I think is an underrated candy is baby. Here we go. Underrated again. Is baby Ruth. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I can get down to baby Ruth. And I feel like having looked up salted nut roll, they probably (laughs) fill a similar niche. Yeah. They're kind of, they're kind of, if you were to take a salted nut roll and a baby Ruth, you'd pop out a payday. Exactly. Payday. Oh, um, yeah. I was surprised you went with that second one, Mojo, because I thought you were going to go, aren't you like a big fan of some like old man hard candy kind of like Werther's or something? <laughs> I mean, I just like caramels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Werther's. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Those are <laughs> no bad. judging on that. Yeah. It's it's an implicit association I have with them, I suppose. Um, <laughs> they just seem like an old man kind of thing. And then. So oh, they, they are. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. Think of just a weird random Halloween candy. Do you guys remember those like weird like it was just always only seemed to be around halloween there was two that i'm thinking of there's like the fruit ones that came in packages that were just like fruit like a, it looked like a strawberry yeah oh, yeah, yeah. The yep. strawberry, okay, yeah. So, so there's those ones and then there was those like disgusting taffy ones that were like black and orange and brown and they just tasted terrible no are i you, don't recognize that wait are one. you are you talking about just saltwater taffy with that second yeah. one or what i, I is... think so oh, but yeah. they never had like a there was no label on them it was just like a black wrapper or an orange wrapper and it was just disgusting taffy that just, I, I had no about. association yeah it just said no association to a company just well, well that's because your neighbor made him in his bathtub <laughs> <laughs> well yeah hope you like dirt kid <laughs> so that being the non-league related one we we generally do a league related top five as well so pat why don't you tell us the league related one and why don't you start this time 
All right, so our league-related question this week was submitted by Swanty. Thank you, Swanty. This is your top five season 26 player name. So I'm going to start with number five is Ernest Lover. It, it had an immediate connection with me uh, because of the movies, and Mojo is awesome. Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, though, that's, that's disrespectful. I've got. I've, wow, I she's on the podcast. You know what? She didn't say that it was her favorite author. Exactly. Form, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's only fair. Uh, number four, I have Shack Shack for Norfolk. I don't even know if he's an active player anymore. I just it made me laugh so much when I saw Shack Shack before. <laughs> I I remember that name from the draft. It was like Shack Shack who went to the Shack Shack of yes Shack yeah. Shack <laughs> building Shack or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it merely made me laugh during the draft. Um, number three, I've got Big Slamu, the linebacker for Dallas. Big Street Sharks fan. Just love love that association. Number two, I've got Bam Bam Big Mullet for Tijuana. And my favorite player name out of season 26 is... <laughs> I, can't, I laugh every time I read it. Redbeard McFredbeard. Yes. yes. <laughs> love it. It's like my favorite name. So, Did and I think he's on. That, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say he's on. He's on your team, isn't he, Slate? And your old team, Cody. So yeah, he's on the Coyotes. That's a, that's a Fensta. He's on DSFL HO also. Oh wow! Well, yeah. so so he'll uh, you know give you some some favors for sure. Maybe finally get Tijuana to win a home game now that you uh, <laughs> talked him up. I guess. Yeah, we're road warriors. I prefer it that way. <laughs> Did you have a, a name that just missed the cut? I did, but I didn't write it down. So. Oh, no, no, I know what it was. I like Cobra Kai. That's my, mm-hmm. that was my, like, number six, because I just finished season two of Cobra Kai, and it just, it, it spoke to the heart right there. And is and Already in Death is a great user. Well, you're in for a treat, because here's my top five. My number five was, like you, Big Slamu. Uh, really made me remember the early 90s with all those TMNT knockoffs, Street Sharks being one of those. Um, I just, and it was just a big surprise, a surprise when I saw that one because it really brought back some memories. Uh, my number four was Bam Bam McMullet. It's a sweet name. I, I love it. And it's memorable. I don't think people are going to forget that name. Uh, three for me was Dogwood Maple. Uh, in real life, I got a real problem with trees. Like, why, don't you got, why, don't you do, why don't you do something instead of just sit there? All they do is just, they don't move. I guess they give us oxygen, but fine whatever the way you said that name it sort of sounded like you said dog wood maple like his first name was dog and just for the record i want to say that i'm sure you know it's dogwood maple <laughs> dogwood maple great uh my number two was cobra kai uh this name conjures up images of the real hero of karate kid johnny lawrence oh yeah played by the ageless wonder william billy zapka and like you said orbiting that is he, he's a great user right now he's probably going to be in the top three i would imagine in the isfl draft and my number one this is my number one before i got to know her ernest lover yeah i I love the name i was it was my favorite name of the prospects uh and it's it's my number one uh my honorable mention which i almost added i'm not sure if they're still active was big chungus (laughs) that's a good name too that's a great one that was probably my favorite render of the season 26 prospects, just a fat Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my number one. Um, 
So again, nice. with our guests, uh, we'll start with Mojo. What was your number one? I hope you excluded yourself. I did exclude myself. Um, obviously, I love my player's name. That's why I chose it. Uh, this is a really hard question for me just because it's having been in this rookie class, it's really hard to not have associations mm-hmm. with these player names. Um, but I have to say one that just made me giggle is Bismo Funyuns. Oh yeah. Um, and like, I don't know where it came from. Um, but I just, I like it. And then Redbeard McFredbeard is also just, is very good. What about you, Slate? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excluding Mojo. Uh, Ernest Lover as well. Um, I think in addition to how much she liked it, I think part of the reason she chose it was how much I laughed when she came up with it. So I I think it's great. Um, The two I want to mention, one that I think is just like personal, my preference about names is LeBron James III. And this is because I really like the fact that the league is like so far ahead of us in the future because seasons happen at such a fast pace compared to like actual years. So we're in like 2040 or something. And I just wish that, like, I don't know, part of me wants more people to, like, incorporate that fact into their, like, media or wikis or things like that. And so I like that it's LeBron James the third. So it's, like, LeBron James's son is currently in high school, and the ages roughly work out that this would be his kid in 2040. And so I respect the, like, dedication to the timeline in that. Yeah, I think I've seen a few names where it's, like, a junior. Like, Mike Boss Jr., was that, that – that's a junior of a – Yeah, some of them are, like, juniors of different – of like a previous career. yeah i i like yeah. that that's that's good i can't wait to see like mike boss the the 10th would it, would it yeah. like mike, Bo- mike mike boss x <laughs> and then uh the second one that i really like um I, it just makes me laugh because it's kind of stupid is ow my back <laughs> that's uh, a good one too <clears throat> there's a tight end he's on kansas city as well so there's some yeah some i remember there. uh scouting him and that 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 he got a little bonus point just for the name that was <laughs> that was one of my favorite yeah. So yeah, that that was our top five this week, and like I said, we always do a league-related top five and a non-league related top five, and we've got a ton of suggestions, but feel free to always drop us another one if something comes to mind. You can either DM Pat or myself directly, or usually post a on the forum we ask for ideas for top fives or questions, so feel free to hit us there. So thanks again for those top fives. And now... We're going to move on to what we call the segment of the week. Uh, last week was our first time doing that. We played a game called Teams from a Hat. Got a good response off that. I, I was told I nailed a Sarasota accent. I heard it was. I heard you were spot on. I so was spot good on. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and also nailed attempt- their pizza. Yeah, I nailed the pizza from what I'm told. <laughs> uh, we're not going to attempt to do accents again this week. But we are going to return to the hat. Um, this is a game we're going to call Costume Party. So Pat's got... Every team in the ISFL and the DSFL is going to draw a name, and we're going to come up with a costume for that team that you would wear to a costume party. You might get lucky and get something easy, or you might get something a bit more difficult that you're really going to have to think about. So you might be able to go quick and easy or go way off the wall. Even if you get something easy, if you get like the Hawks, you could go way crazy with this. So who do we want to start? Pat, do you want to start? You want me to draw one for you, and then you can yeah. I want you to draw one for me, and then yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah. All right. I've got all the team names in the hat as well because we don't prepare well. <laughs> so here we go, Pat. 
your costume theme is going to be oh the fire salamanders oh berlin again <laughs> oh, you're really God. you're really just in yeah you're really on berlin that is one i really hoped i didn't get because i oh geez so can we preference is a fire salamander just like a salamander that's red or is it like it's so black it's black and yellow that there's a specific sense. species of salamander that's like a fire salamander but i know also there's like mythological connections of like salamanders and fire so there is like actually some like you could use fire in your costume I think, and it would make sense if that's what you're asking. All right. Well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going low-hanging fruit on this one. I'm going to probably just dress up like Charmander from Pokemon mm -hmm. and go that route because it's supposed to be Salamander. So, God, my, oh my, how do I make that costume, though? Um, do I want to be comfortable? So I'm probably going to get a, I'm going to go to a store and get just a red carpet and just... <laughs> You said myself comfortable. In... <laughs> I was asking myself if I wanted to be comfortable. Oh, so I ran okay. myself in, in carpet and cut some holes out for my arms and probably make like a, you know, I'll just get a, a hat, like a, a red hat and put on my head and put little ears on top of it. And... Does Charmander have hat. ears? Oh, shoot. No, he doesn't. Uh, I already failed no. this <laughs> That's a hard. You know what? You're the first to go. You had, you had the you had the difficult task going first. So, I'm sorry. I'm bad. sorry, guys. I was that was the one I didn't prepare for. All right. Given so, how well you nailed the the Berlin accent last time, I'm pretty sure you're still like net positive in the Berlin representation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it goes to show that our preparations in the for these shows. <laughs> Pat's usually way ahead of me in the game on most of these. All right. So let's start with one of our guests, Slater Mojo. Which one of you wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, slate. Oh no, one fell out. You get this one because it fell out. You have the Minnesota Gray Ducks. Oh, mm -hmm. bringing them back home. Interesting. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything really off the wall here, so I think I just have to try and make a literal gray duck somehow. I mean, I think I'm starting with just like gray sweats like gray sweatpants and gray sweatshirt um make some like cardboard cutout wings and try oh i could use like probably some baseball caps to make like a duck bill kind of thing for my head that's probably Ooh. probably what i'm rolling with there yeah all right i think i think slate's taking the lead so far in the costume party <laughs> yeah uh he's got a he's got a he actually has a fully fleshed out costume for <laughs> a ball of carpet <laughs> and ears I'm a, I'm for a, some reason <laughs> I'm a homeless person, okay? That's that's my costume now. All right. Mojo, we're going to go to you next. All right. Your costume is... Yes, I was hoping someone would get this one. You are the Norfolk Seawolves. Oh, yes. oh, boy. All right. Um, So I would definitely go with a wolf base. We're not, we're not going to go with a submarine. Uh, um, the easy way out, sad. No, we're not doing a submarine. It's just like <laughs> anything I try would be way too phallic. So, <laughs> so we're gonna go with uh, with wolf costume. But I think like I'd get a tutu and make it like waves, and so then I'd be like a wolf emerging from this weird 
sea of blue tulle. Okay, that one nice. is definitely taking the lead. Yeah. We just need a woman's touch. Scotch <laughs> design. Uh, Pat, the, we, the original idea for this one kind of came off that. Pat, you had a great idea for a Seawolf's costume. And my idea has changed since then a little bit, but <laughs> I was, I've actually, I was hoping I was going to get that one because I, in my head, I love this costume. What I would do is take a, like a 50 gallon classic garbage can and cut some holes out and have it kind of go perpendicular to my body. Right. So I'd have my arms sticking out and my head and legs sticking down and then probably get like scuba like a, like a snorkel and scuba goggles from a periscope mm-hmm. and draw a little smiley face on the front of me. Cause I nice submarines have faces. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. That was, that was my idea. I mean, yeah. That, I love not, that one. Solid. Not nearly as pretty sounding as Mojo's. So, and a little less functional. Cause I don't think I'd walk in it, but I, I don't think any I, of your I, costume ideas so far have been functional. Yeah. I I was gonna you were going to wrap yourself in a carpet. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think then? <laughs> I mean, I went as I was Master Shake in high school for from Mocking Younger Forest. So anyone has seen that show, so I'm not used to being able to move in my costumes. Uh, that was also 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to Cody. Oh boy. The last one here. You have you're the Chicago Butchers. The Chicago Ooh. Butchers. Ooh. All right. I think I, I need to make this a uh, a duo costume. Um, I would take my significant other, and I would have her dress up as Alice from the Brady Bunch. And I would go <laughs> as Sam Franklin, the, the butcher from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> And I think that would make a very good duo. I'm really dating myself here, talking about the Brady Bunch. I'm sure I, the two listeners are going to be like, what is the Brady Bunch? Yeah, but I really can't think about that show. I can't think of another butcher that would make sense. I mean, I guess I, I don't really want, I guess I could get like a fake butcher cleaver and just an apron. I mean, butchers is actually, that's probably the easiest one we've gotten. I mean, I don't need much for that. I could wear just kind of regular clothes, throw on an apron and grab a cleaver. But that's, you have to be careful with that one because you could get, you go too far in one direction, you might be seen as like a murderer or something. So you gotta really be really be careful there. I love that the Brady Bunch tie-in. That's a that's, that's the first great. thing that came to my mind when you said butcher. That is perfect. And, yeah, so I thought that worked well. I, I think out of the four of us, uh, I think Mojo would take the cake in a costume contest. Yes, with her sea wolf. Um, is there is there a mascot that would actually really work well? What do you think the best one would be for a costume? It's, it's I mean, going to be the, the outlaws or mm-hmm. the luchadors would be my my two best ones in terms of like easiness to do maybe even really yeah l- luchador seems seems really good for sure definitely easily recognizable I was really right. hoping I'd get Kansas City to throw a little bit of shade on on Cody and Slate but alas Were you dress up as a turd. Uh, I know you're saying that you got it. You got to tell us your idea. Um, you I mean, you can't throw it out there. I feel like you wouldn't go as a coyote. You would just put on some sweatpants and an anime T-shirt and carry around a waifu pillow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't lump me in with those. <laughs> would Lynn, that also be if the you're listening to this? <laughs> would that also be the costume if you were the Hawks? 
the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be. For sure, yeah. I, I think a fun one would be, and you'd have to get a group for this, but the second line could be really fun. Oh. If you could get, you know, just get some brightly colored clothes and get some instruments and... Yeah, that would be fun. Terribly. That would be a cool one for, for a group one. Uh, and we, we avoided the one we were all hoping not to get, and that was the Haha Lua. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how you would put that costume together. I feel like that one would have a very like left shark kind of vibe, and it would be kind of <laughs> hilarious just in its like flopping aroundness. Telling you, carpet. You'd work on that one too. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Okay, true. <laughs> if anyone's going to do a a mascot costume in the future, make sure you get a, at least ten feet of carpet. <laughs> yep, get, that's all you need. Reach out to Pat for instructions on how to create a costume. <laughs> Apparently, I've been bought off by big carpet. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to move on to one of the funner portions. Not that these haven't been fun, but I love this part. The mailbag. So this is where Pat picks a few user-submitted questions, and and we discuss here. So what was the – we usually do a league-related, non-league-related one, like our top five. Pat, was, what's your league-related question from this week? So we had a great we, – we had a, a lot of really great – questions for the mailbag but katarn 22 gave me one that I, I just had to ask and that is if you were made isfl commissioner what is something you would change and you know what, cody since we're doing you last all the time here let's go you first what'd be your big change to okay um i don't know if this works with the program or not the semi program but i would change up the playoffs a little bit um, I would actually try to switch from the winner takes all to a best of three. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the Sims kind of wonky, and I know it happens in real life where like uh, a great team gets upset in the playoffs. But I feel like with the Sim, you have to make it a three-game series, um, not only to make it a little more even, but outside the Sim itself, it's just, there just isn't a lot of fanfare going into the playoffs or the Ultimus or Ultimini. I, you know, it's the games are yeah. over so quick. It'd be nice to add a little extra spice, but it's like, all right, you know. Colorado won game one. Can Orange County bring it back and, you know, even right. in the series before a final game? I feel like that would really bump up everything and make it a little more exciting. I, no, are you, are, I sorry, really I like this. Oh, no, go for it. Oh, no, I wasn't. Go ahead, because I was just going to ask, do you mean every round of the playoffs or just the final? Every, every round, every round I want. It doesn't, because, I mean, there's not a lot of games in the playoffs. Hmm. So it would it would be about the same length as a normal stream. Yeah, I I really like this idea. I had a couple of questions. One was the one that that Pat just asked. Um, are you envisioning like does the higher seed get home field advantage for every game? Is it yeah two I would, home I would for have them it, and one away? Nope, the, I would have the higher seed would would it would be at home for them each time. And, and then, like, since I work with the sim a little bit, um, do some sim testing, I'm, like, this would definitely be really hard to do, but I think it's workable. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I, I had brought it up to one point, and someone said that it probably couldn't be done, but it wasn't outside. Well, so I know what they do, because, like, right now, um, or, like, last season, right, um, in the, in the four, uh, we're at 14 teams, in the 12-team system, there were four playoff spots, but the league wanted only three, right? So what they would do is just like sim the first, you know, the higher, the one, four seed games until the one seed one. And so like, it wasn't a real game. They just like fast forward it a little. So what I'm envisioning is like, 
you could run three exhibition games and then decide who the winner is from those and then just like sim the actual game. The only issue with this is like the stats aren't going to go in the index. I think is the, the main issue from that. That's but, probably the, yeah, but I mean, do the, I mean, do playoff stats really bear any? Do they have any weight when it comes down to players? It it might just be more historical if you want to look at right the, how the playoffs shook out because I don't think it would copy in even the weekly results. Might be yeah. Like, does be the index issue. does the index pull directly from the sim? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. There's okay. like a button in the sim that's like create the index basically. And they just oh, okay. hit that, and it makes HTML. Yeah, um, right. I I think I don't know. I really like this idea. I personally like think it might be worth it, even it to like lose playoff stats, but have this three game playoff that seems way more exciting. Like, I'd be down. I like it. I, I think I might prefer uh, and I might prefer home home field switching. So like first game higher seed home field advantage. Second game. I was just trying seed. to make it where it would be simple. Like if if that's yeah. a possibility, that's cool. If not, I mean. Yeah, stick with stick with the program. I think uh, that's really that's, cool. Yeah, what what about you, Slay? What was what's your idea on this one? Um, so mine is is also sim related. Mine was to change the sim. Um, Shocker. And I I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that like a lot of people also have this as their answer, but I hope that mine is for different reasons. Um, I know there are some like logistical concerns and like good reasons why it's not done, but I think that there is a secret advantage to switching the sim that some people may see as a disadvantage which is that newer versions of uh, Draft Day Sports Pro Football, which is the, the game that we use to sim, um, don't have the exhibition game feature, which basically means that sim testing as it works now can't happen. Oh, and no, even, you're not. Oh, don't. Ooh, and don't, even though I like that. have my reputation as like doing good sim testing and like I, I enjoy that part of the league right now, kind of, I, I think it's a net negative that sim testing exists. I think it's bad that people can like know exactly what the probability of them winning was. And it just like leads to feel bad moments that if the sim were changed and we like couldn't quite do that and you just had like sort of a feel of how the game was going to happen, that would, I think, lead to a better and healthier environment around how people watch the games. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I agree with that. I, you always see like after a loss... It's always like, oh, we were, you know, we were simming at eighty percent. We should, we should have won that game, right? And it's not like you hear a coach in the NFL like, oh, we were simming at ninety percent in that one. We lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like Bill Belichick in the post game press conference after the the sixteen or the yeah the eighteen Super Bowl that they lost was like, oh, we were simming at seventy percent, so they just got super lucky that they lost. Like, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we... I agree with that, and I, I haven't done a lot with the sim. I plan on getting it here shortly to go around with it, but that's one of the things I hear is it's pretty much been. Not, I don't want to say hacked, but it's been sim so much. Everyone is running the same thing, same concept. If that's correct, you can correct me. Yeah, wrong, that, that's my perception. Yeah, and and in the system, and like I do imagine, even if we switch and like exhibition game doesn't exist anymore, so we have to like change what our method is. I do think it eventually like reaches this point again of it being pretty soft. But I think like resetting it would be helpful at least in the meantime. Yeah. I think I think one thing that'd be fun is um, the GM submit their style of play and they are not able to switch from that style until the season's over because it's like generally coaches do not change up their style in the middle of a season yeah like you're not going from a west coast style to an air raid in the middle of the season well they do you could do you have to keep the playbook 
you set, but you can change your because you know teams are still so like I'm gonna run more, pass more. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, that's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm not sure how it is. But whatever the playbook is or the style, yeah, you can up your run and pass or whatever. But you should you should be in the same format throughout the season. That's interesting. To riff on that, I would say we could add a bye week also, and like you can change it during the bye week. Ooh, yeah, that'd, yeah, be, that'd be cool. Yeah, like get to week nine and everyone can change it if they would like. Right, you see what other people are doing, you see like what's working and not working for you, you get to change it, but it's not like yeah. going for one game specifically. Right. Targeting it, could be, yeah. it could be good, it could be terrible, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why don't we go with our other guest, Mojo? It seems you're predestined to become the next commissioner <laughs> from talk earlier, so... <laughs> What future change are you going to implement? Great. So I'm going to go really much more lighthearted than uh, the Cody and Slate. But um, I told you I would have a hot take on uh, my Ooh. from my media grading. Um, Ooh, right. If I were commissioner, uh, the, I would give no payout for people who write the Dots Pack opening articles. <laughs> they are so boring to read. You don't really learn anything about the league, um, except maybe I hear some names that are on cards. Um, I was really hoping that the drop in price of the dots packs would really eliminate this, um, but they are still there, um, and I just really don't enjoy grading them. So I, I have uh, not read one of those. Exactly. Either. Uh, I read Glenn's Glenn's TCs on the like search for Chika Fujiwara because I thought his writing style was pretty enjoyable, but like I skimmed a lot of the actual pack opening stuff and was mostly just reading the humor parts. So I'm I'm down with this, yeah. So in those articles, I'm always curious: are they just literally saying, "Hey, open this pack and here's what I got," or do they talk about? Because I can understand if they're being like, "Hey, I pulled a." whatever player i remember this guy he was blah 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 and like if they gave a history on that player it'd be a little different than just i don't know but i don't know that i've never read one so i don't know what <laughs> i mean i think one the fact that you guys haven't read one is is potentially yeah. telling um they definitely have their own style some people talk more about sort of like their emotions or their impression of the art of the card uh, the aesthetics of it. Some people talk a little bit more about the player and whether they had any connection with them or, you know, knew of that user. Um, but, and, and those pieces of it are, are interesting, but I just, I, I really overall have, have not enjoyed those articles nearly as much as a lot of the more unique and, and interesting media that, that I've read in my time as a grader. Yeah, I mean, it sounds from it like one of your complaints is that you don't really learn about the players that people are opening, which is kind of sad because like the point of dots, like they have all these S1, S3 people from like really long ago and you can like open them and like go try and find out like who they were, what teams they were on, etc. And so if people are just kind of opening the pack and being like, I got this card, but I don't know who it is, then like, why are you writing the article about it? You should at least do the research of of who it is. I don't know. That That could maybe, if, yeah. People could still write them as long as they did some amount of research or something like that. Could be a, maybe a, a slightly lighter version of this rule, I guess. You want to change the list. whole sim, and you're making my rule lighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very fair, very fair. So <laughs> I, I want a simple yes or no from Mojo on this one, because I don't want to get into a tangent here. But if you were to become commissioner, would you change the media grade payout structure? Ah, interesting. Um, I think it is. 
Uh, simple yes or no? Simple yes. Or no. <laughs> no. No, you keep it the same as it is. I would keep it the same as it is. All right, that's fair. Just wanted a yes or no on that one. I've seen a lot of uh, different opinions hmm. on media payout as is right now, but we could save that for another discussion. I feel like that would, it would be good if you guys were to ever come back on the show. After uh, Mojo's made commissioner. We can right. <laughs> if, we can, if we can get a poll like that <laughs> at that point. Pat, what about you? Commissioner Pat. What, what's so, so mine kind of dovetailed a little bit with yours, Cody, about changing the playoff structure. Uh, mine is more, um, I don't know how to say, we need to do something different with the Ultimus and Ultimini. Just, it feels like there's no hurrah to them. It's like, yay, we simmed it. And this team won, and they get a banner, which is cool. The banner on the website's neat. But if you, honestly, if you ask me who won last season, I keep forgetting that it was San Jose, because it just, it happened, and we moved on. So, I just wish they would do something, like, I don't even know. Like I you think, a special SIG or... You could just make, like, a simple, like, YouTube video of, like, a congratulations to San Jose Sabercats and just kind of go through the roster and maybe show pictures. Like, what they do for, like, the award ceremony. Yeah. It wouldn't be very something long. Like yeah, something where it kind of just brings atten- an extra attention to the team. And yeah. Sorry, thinking of that, like, I'm, my mind is drawn to the sort of, like, post-Super Bowl show where, like, the Super Bowl ends and there's, like, all the people there and they give out the MVP and stuff. Like, I think it could be cool to have, like, after the Ultimus, like, the GM from the winning team hops on a voice chat with, like, I don't know, the commissioner or someone and just, like, uh, you know, talks about the team and, and whatever, like, whatever the the team, the the general manager of the Super Bowl winning team does in real life, right? And, like, at least, like, give some, yeah, some some more emphasis to it, I think. You know, it's you know, funny. Pat, let's, oh. make, let's make it our mission uh, after this Ultimus. Why don't we try to get the GM from the winning team on here? Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that slate because one of my notes – that I wrote here for this question was pre and post game mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So we kind of, I don't know if people would watch it. I'm sure, I'm sure people would. It'd be kind of fun if there's just even a simple, like, like a little interview. Like I do an interview beforehand, before the game, like, Hey, with the two GMs, how do you feel about this game? Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get into it. And then afterwards the winner or just something to make it feel more than just another game. Because that's, there's, I think Cody and I were talking about it after the ultimate happened last season. We we're like, okay, I, guess, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's that, done. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And I get it. It's a it's a quick schedule, and we're gonna be moving on to the off season right away. If there's just any yeah. anything extra they could add, it, it would be great. Yeah, I do think it's also just something interesting about the league where like every every spectator of it is also a player like the off season that comes right afterwards is more important to like 90% of players compared to the Ultimus, uh, except for like the two teams that are in it. Um, whereas like when you watch the Super Bowl, it's like you are playing for another team. It's not like you're wondering about your off season. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe they could try to add some more, you know, like during the Super Bowl, 
they have different things like they have the boards where you can buy a space. Maybe maybe should try to buy a like a <laughs> board like that where the score can net you money or like TPE. Mm. Oh, that's a, more interesting. That's a perfect casino game. Yeah, that I just just thought of it now. That would be a really good casino game where people, oh, yeah. you know, you could have a hundred squares and people could buy in and make money off that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. make a million bucks a square. And yeah, goes. something like that, and you know, then yeah, if your numbers are eight and six, and that's the two best numbers in the score, boom, buco bucks. I'll uh, I'll I'll try to fill around with that. I think that'd be something fun to try to introduce maybe next season. I think you could also yeah. even think about like uh, playoffs fantasy, mm. um, where like you're really screwed if you're the team that you drafted someone on doesn't continue into the playoffs. Um, but that's one of the things that as, as a player that is not yet in the ISFL or on an ISFL team, um, one of the draws to watching ISFL games is seeing how the players that I drafted in the fantasy are doing, um, and just sort of like getting to know those dots, um, on the screen in addition to my London teammates. Yeah, I know they're starting the, they have some daily fantasy that's running now in um, the casino that I think uh, Speculadora is starting. And I played that one time and it was actually like really surprising to me how much that like increased my engagement in watching the ISFL stream that week. Um, Like normally I'm sort of interested in my like season long fantasy players, but you know, it's not like I can really like change them or I chose them for that specific game and like it's their season stats that matter. So one game is not a huge deal, blah, blah, blah. But like for Daily Fantasy, um, it is just that one game that mattered and that made it like really exciting um, to watch like my player get a touchdown or whatever. Um, and I know there are like real life Daily Fantasy formats that happen for the playoffs. I don't know like, off the top of my head what they are, but yeah, replicating something like that could be interesting for sure. Yeah, that could be fun. It's a good idea. Um, all right, so we heard everyone on the league-related topic. Pat, what was the non-league-related topic from this week? All right, our non-league-related topic was submitted by Slothface Killer. Great username, by the way. And Sloth is on my team. Well, <laughs> anyways, back to the question. <laughs> he asked, what is the strangest thing you have ever eaten? You know, let's go to Mojo on this one, because she's... Oh, man, this is a really hard question. Um, And I know that Slathface Killa is going to grade this podcast. And so um, I I hope he doesn't dock you any points (laughs) on this one. But um, so I've I've eaten a number of strange things. I, in real life, lived in Japan for a year um, and have and I'm generally a fairly adventurous eater. I will try something. Um, for the experience of it. So I, I took a different approach to answering this question, and I really thought about, like, what is a something that I really enjoy eating that is maybe a combination that most people don't do? Um, and, and given that we're coming up on not just Halloween, but also Thanksgiving being around the corner, and I really like stuffing, I will eat this not just during Thanksgiving season, if I have an excuse to, and one of my favorite things to do is to make a um, fried egg sunny side up and eat it on top of stuffing. That sounds amazing. It is really good. Ooh, that sounds really good, actually. I'm not a huge stuffing fan, but if you throw an egg on anything, I'm eating it. <laughs> Holy, I am 
I'm doing that. If, if we have Thanksgiving this year, it's, oh, that sounds like the perfect way to that have That sounds really good for like, le- le- yeah, yeah, leftover stuffing. It would be yeah. perfect for it. Um, yeah, this is one of the ways that I think is, is strange, um, but it is very good. And it's um, just something I'm actually looking forward to um, with an excuse to I'm eat just, stuffing. I'm just imagining the yolk just running through the stuffing now. And holy sh- I'm so hungry now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next guest. Um, Slate, what is your strangest thing you've ever eaten? Yeah, I don't think mine is going to be nearly as appetizing. Um, I, I don't really have any like story or explanation for why I came up with this, but when I was like 17 and just like bored at home one day on a weekend, like playing games, for some reason I came up with a peanut butter jelly and cucumber sandwich. Oh, <laughs> I, have, I have literally no like I, I don't know I was a teenager so I had like hormones affecting me or something I don't I have no explanation for why I thought that might be acceptable food to eat but um but yeah I made it and I ate it and I didn't like it and I don't recommend it <laughs> okay good I thought you said you're continuing eating them to this no day, no no, so. no no okay good oh, good God. I will not oh. be trying that one please don't oh, everyone listening never never try this <laughs> I don't know like, why you would think to try it, but but never try yeah. it. Okay. On, okay. When you first said that, if you took the jelly out for some reason, peanut butter cucumber doesn't sound awful to me. Yeah, I think I think that's sort of where it came from. And then I was like, well, but I like jelly on my peanut butter and jelly. Like I don't like, <laughs> I don't like just peanut butter sandwiches. Like I know some people do. Peanut butter is really good on celery. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. You know what? It might not be bad on a cucumber. Oh God! Are we gonna? You start a new thing here. I, I yeah. given my experience with the full version, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna try the, <laughs> the reduced version. But if you want to, go ahead. Maybe at some, maybe at some point. This what, is what the about, chalky milk. Yeah. What about oh, you? No. Now? What, what's a crazy thing you've eaten? Uh, milk bones, the dog treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard this one. <laughs> what? When, when I was, I want to say, seven or eight years old, my older brother told me one day that he was really curious about what dog treats tasted like. So instead of eating them himself, he made me eat them and tell him what they tasted like. So, yeah, I've eaten like two or three milk-bone dog treats in my life and don't recommend it. They're not good. Oh, you <laughs> ate multiple treats. Yeah. I thought it was just the he, one. We had, so we had, for our dogs, we had like, multicolored ones they were yep i remember those yeah i've had those and he was like oh well okay that's what this one tastes like what's this color taste like (laughs) exactly the same there's no flavoring in them this is like someone who thinks that fruit loops have different flavors yeah fruit loops do not have different flavors that's true sorry cody we're gonna get to your question but you opened a wound here mojo so i need to do i want to ask I feel like we had this conversation. Didn't we have this conversation yeah. recently? Didn't you have a Facebook poll or something? Yes, I got in a I got in a heated argument on Facebook over this. Do Skittles have different? Or no, not Skittles. Was it Skittles I said, or was it Starburst? Oh, I Starburst definitely. Starburst yeah. absolutely do. Skittles, yeah. Skittles also I think it was have different Skittles. flavors. Skittles have different. Yeah, they do. yeah you thought you you no, said Skittles yeah, all taste the same, yeah. didn't you? No, they have they have different smells. That's it. They don't taste different. They have different smells. That's all it is. Smell well, is part of taste. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. They're not, there's no flavor. It's just an aroma. Okay, if they smell different, they must be made of different stuff. So at that point, no, how do you... It, 
It's just perfume. It just get a little <laughs> Chanel for number five and spray it on there. And yeah, this one smells got. like purple, and this one smells <laughs> like yellow. All right. Exactly. I, I'm pretty convinced that Skittles have different flavors. Still, well, that, we can have a we can we can discuss this offline. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody. All right. Yeah, what was yours? Yeah, yeah, I haven't gone. Uh, so me, craziest thing I've ever eaten, I would have to say, are Rocky Mountain oysters. Ooh. Do any of nice. you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, he- I've heard of them. I can't recall off the top of my head. All right. So for those of you who don't know, though, it's just a fancy name for a bull's testicles. Uh, now, yeah. are they are they fried or anything? Or are they just straight up? Like... They are fried. So what I tried them, I was uh, at a cattle farm uh, in just outside of uh, Cairns, Australia. And I was there for a trip. And so they were given a tour of this cattle farm, and they just castrated a bull right in front of us. <laughs> they had a fire going in a pot, and they threw him in there, put some bread, bread they bread him up a little bit, threw him in there, and then it had everyone take part in trying out a bit. And uh, it, it, it tasted like fried calamari. I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, it had that kind of same texture, very chewy, <laughs> I guess is the best way to describe it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was something crazy that I ate. I also tried crocodile on that same trip. Mm. No, I've had crocodile. That's not. Eh. That was yeah. That was that was really good. I've um, had I've had alligator from like a, a Cajun restaurant at some point, but I don't think crocodile. Oh yeah, That's I've fun. had alligator. Sorry, no crocodile. Just oh no crocodile. Uh, yeah. So if you have the chance to try Rocky Mountain oysters, I suggest it. Just try a little bit. It's tastes like fried calamari to me. Hmm. Oh, it's no, it's, it's no, it's no dog bone or cucumber <laughs> PB and J. Yeah, definitely uh, sounds better than slate or Pat's food. Yeah, I feel yeah. like me and Mojo went with actual food. <laughs> for, I mean, for clarification, think, do you? Hey, all of mine were foods. I just that's combined true. them in a way that's not food. Yeah, um, I think mine sounded more appetizing than slate said. So yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> for clarification, do you like calamari? Like I. I you keep comparing them to this, but like for some people, that may be a negative connotation. I I like I like calamari. Okay, cool. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're now, I'm, I'm sure Mo, I'm sure Mojo like. I mean, it's, I'm I'm assuming spending time in Japan, you ate a lot of seafood. Yeah, squid is delicious. Did you ever try or go to a restaurant where they have the actual like just alive squids and stuff like that that are on the table? I've seen video. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, um, I've definitely eaten raw squid, um, in sushi form, but it wasn't wriggling around or anything. Ugh, that just seems, that seems crazy to me. Okay, well, let's move on to one of my favorite segments. It's a segment we call, What Can't You Shut Up About? Shut up. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! up! Shut up! Shut up! This is something that's really popular in your life right now. It could be a movie, a book, game, hobby, something like that. So let's be polite, Pat. Let's let's have Slate Star on this one with something he cannot shut up about. Yeah. Um, the thing that I can't shut up about um, is a, I don't even know what to call it, a web series, I guess, of uh, short stories by John Boys, um, who I'm sure a lot of people in the league are familiar with from like Twitter. He's hilarious. Um, he did some videos with SB Nation. Um, 
And he wrote, yeah, he wrote recently a short web series called 20,020, which is about college football in the year 20,020. Um, it's a follow-up to a piece he made a few years ago that was 17776, which is about football in the year 17776. Um, and it's like in this fictitious future where like people stop aging um, and like solve their issues. It's like a post-scarcity society and they're just like needing to entertain themselves and playing these ridiculous football games. Um, I don't, I don't know how to like do it justice by explaining it, but if you're into weird sci-fi-ish stories about football, you should go read it. Can you shoot me a link to that? Absolutely. And we'll, and we'll post it on the forum. Absolutely. This episode. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Pat, what about you? What do you, what do you, can you shout about this week? You know what? I, I, I'm kind of boring, so I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about a show that I started watching that Cody suggested, but the show's like eight years old, so... Well, go for you it. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. Uh, the sitcom, was it on ABC? Is that where it aired originally? Yeah, it was on ABC. Yeah, the, the ABC sitcom Happy Endings. It only had three seasons, I want to say. Um, stars Damon Wayans Jr. and uh, Adam Pally are probably the two biggest name people in it. Oh, and uh, Elijah Cuthbert. Elijah Cuthbert. Show's hilarious. It, it, it takes a little bit for it to get, get its wings, but by the second season, like my wife and I are watching it, and we're just cracking up all the time. It's, it's hilarious. I want to give away too much of it, but... The premise of it is a guy's fiance leaves him at the altar and then they're all friends. So it's about them trying to hang out together, even though they have two people that just split up in the group. Um, but yeah, she was like eight years old. So if you've seen it, just pretend that I didn't say anything. <laughs> You're welcome for that one. Uh, what about you, Mojo? What's something you can't shut up about? Uh, well, first I'll just like respond to Pat really quickly. I feel like older shows that people haven't necessarily watched or like a great recommendation right now during COVID. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we're running out of new content. Um, so we're reaching further and further back to sort of find um, shows that we maybe missed along the way to entertain ourselves. Um, Thank you for that. That's a great point for what I can't shut up about this week would be um, I Recently decided to spend $20 to buy a new battery for my Game Boy SP, which has been in a box for many years and no longer turned on. Um, And the battery replacement worked. So we now have two working Game Boys, a Game Boy Advance and a Game Boy SP, so Slate and I can play Pokemon together. So just over the last couple of days, we've started Sapphire and Ruby. And uh, the nostalgia factor is high, and I'm really enjoying it. Quick side note on that. When you posted that picture, I immediately commented because I had the exact same SP, the dual tone, black and gray one. Yeah. And I was so excited when you posted that. Uh, And I commented also that Pat and I were very heavy into that Gen 3 with Mm -hmm. Pokemon Emerald, and it kind of rolled into Diamond and Pearl. We spent a lot of hours on that game, and I have some really great memories of that. Yeah, so I was actually surprised that Slate didn't really know about the SP. I did not. Yeah, I had a Game Boy Advance, but not an SP. Uh, yeah. It's mind-boggling. The difference in strength it is. is insane. Yeah. 
I played a little bit on hers because we're like trading off devices. We have one advance and one SP, and it's like, yeah, I'm 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 amazed. I'm impressed. Sad that I didn't have one as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or does the SP fit in your hands a little better? Like Definitely. for me, just the the advance it was too wide. Maybe I don't know. I didn't like how it, I held it. Yeah, it's just weird just having your hands like on the side of the screen that you're looking at. Like it's just way more natural, and maybe it's like nowadays i don't know we're used to like having our hands below the screen sort of with like typing on your phone or something but yeah it just feels way more well natural. the original game boy your hands were below as well that's true yeah right so if you started from the original the advance was a real different form factor and the sp yes. felt more like a traditional game boy i mean if you want to go back and play those games uh the ds is probably the best one for that it's got great battery life and the screen's are great and you can play gba and ds games mm-hmm. on it so yeah neither of us have a, uh, have a ds i have a ds oh, that's good. oh you do yeah wow you're just learning new things <laughs> all the time <laughs> there's still secrets to be found uh for me um what i can't shout about is i i'm going to game again i went to game last week i talked about among us but I have to go game again because I recently downloaded on my Nintendo Switch a game called Super Mario 35. I don't know if any, I, any of you have heard of this. It's a free-to-play game. Um, it's where you and 34 other players are competing in kind of a battle royale style. So everyone's playing the original Mario game, from regular NES, and whoever survives the longest wins. So the wrench thrown into it is whatever enemy you kill in your game gets sent to another player's screen and oh, vice versa geez. so if someone else kills a player uh, an enemy that gets into your screen so and it's completely wow. random and i mean any enemy so like you could be swimming in water and all of a sudden there's bowser shooting fireballs at you <laughs> in the middle of it and i mean there's at some points there's like 40 enemies on the screen and if you collect coins you can kind of do a shuffle it does like a roulette thing where a random power-up happens so you get like star or fire power or pow so if you get the pow like all the enemies disappear I just downloaded it on uh, Tuesday, and I played it quite a bit. And last night, I, I played for a little while, and I got to second place, and I was super excited about that. So I don't think I'll get, I was get, I was sweating. You know how you get when like, you're like, getting nervous. It's like, oh, my God, I could actually have a chance to do this. So, yeah, that was my my item I can't shove about. It's a great game. If you have a Switch, download it. It's so much fun. I think you need to have Switch Online to play it, though. Um, and one more thing I can't shove about, and I don't want to get political or anything on the show, that's not what it's about but i know it's been talked about over and over again but for anyone listening and if you reside in the u.s if you haven't already voted please go and vote whatever it takes find out what you need to do just be safe out there make sure your voice is heard it's all you know it's our civic duty and it really shapes our country's future i don't care what side you lean towards just please go vote yes well said yeah um that being said why don't we move on to final segment here it's our game of the week next week so next week you can either pick in the isfl or dsfl whichever game you think is going to be the biggest one so why don't we start off pat why don't you go my game of the week and maybe this is maybe i'm cherry picking a little bit here but i'm going with week 16 so i'll be next friday we have sarasota playing at baltimore I think Sarasota, the way they're playing right now, is probably a lock for the playoffs. I don't think they, they seem unbeatable. Baltimore has been really up and down, and I think they're going to be 
that's going to be a must-win game for them to try and knock off probably the top team in the league right now. It's going to be big. I'm, I'm looking forward to see. Or also, you know, they could just lose two in a row and be out of the playoff on. Yeah, so I might be wrong. But yeah, thank wrong. you. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge game. I would definitely like to see Baltimore win that one. Uh, my game of the week next week also includes Sarasota. It's actually week 14, um, which is this Monday, and it's Sarasota at Chicago. Uh, Chicago and Sarasota are both in the thick of the playoff race, and that's really going to set up their remaining games and put the pressure on either team, win or lose. So I'm really interested in the outcome of that one. Mojo, what about you? What's your game of the week? Great. So I have no ISFL loyalty except maybe pulling for the fishies a little bit because that's Slade's team. Um, so my game of the week, I chose for slightly different reasons, but I'm going to go with week 14, the Honolulu the Hahalua at New Orleans second line. The reason I'm choosing this is because I cannot predict either of these teams <laughs> yeah. at all this season. And for them to be playing each other is just like a flip a coin. I'm really interested to see what is going to happen here. Um, but I just, both of these teams have been a roller coaster this season. And um, I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch. It's interesting because we had talked about which um, our games were before the show and you had picked that one. And I thought it was for a different reason. My guess was because the first game between these two was like the 55-27 game in week two where Honolulu scored 55 points. And I know you do these Scorigami articles for the ISFL games. Um, and I'm sure 55-27 was Scorigami. That's like a ridiculously weird yeah, it score. Was. So I thought you were like picking this because they had the highest scorigami potential of the games like this upcoming week i i I think it's i think that there is definitely some scorigami potential but also these two teams are just so crazy i think you we could also end with like a 10-7 like i don't even know has that score been is that one has that ever been done 10-7 yeah that's such an outlandish (laughs) score i can't imagine that happening (laughs) all right slate what's your game of the week yeah so um I appreciate both of you taking the the Sarasota games away games for both for both for us. <clears throat> uh, I'm definitely excited for those as well. I think in the Sarasota locker room, there's much less confidence about us making the playoffs as uh, there is with you two, which may just be residual despair from like the 03 slide we had in the middle of the season. Um, but but I think there's definitely a universe where where both of those you know don't go, go don't go our way. They're away games. They could be tough, and like we're suddenly back in the thick of it and need to pull something out a little lucky. So definitely interested in those. But for my personal game of the week, I'm actually looking at the DSFL, um, and this one is very something very important in the Slate Mojo household. Um, it's the DSFL Week 12 game, London Royals at Kansas City Coyotes. It's our two teams playing each other. Um, Currently, these two teams are the top two teams in the DSFL, so there should be pretty big playoff implications uh, for this game. Royals are trying to get the number one overall seed, like home advantage, uh, home field advantage into Ultimini, competing with Myrtle Beach and the other conference for that, um, so it matters that way. Um, and yeah, it's like one of our last remaining home games that Kansas City needs to, um, to sort of fend off the Grey Ducks and Pythons who are nipping at our heels for the playoffs, so I think it should be really consequential and really fun for us to sort of root against each other. Normally we're just sort of like watching our game separately. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. 
Cool. I mean, it's going to be a great week of football. It, it's going to be down to the wire in both leagues for these playoff positions. It looks like a runaway a bit in the DSFL, but the Luchadors have been sliding a bit, and the Bird Dogs are starting to gain some traction. I, I think there's a distinct possibility that, um, that yeah, the Bird Dogs can catch up. But If the Bird Dogs make it, uh, the Twitter... Oh god, yeah. Twitter's gonna go insane and I cannot wait to see what happens. Yeah, that I, I honestly think Dallas was a much better team than their one and seven start. I agree with that. Like. Yeah. Because they were I mean they were top they're like in the top three in every category on for statistics, except wow. they turned the ball over a ton. So that was yeah. kinda like they shot themselves a foot a bunch, but they're Caliban hasn't thrown an interception in the last four weeks. They've won two, I think. So they're, I don't know. I, I'm worried about them. And we, we just lost them at home. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at four, four of their seven losses were by one score. So it's not like they're getting blown out. They're, they're playing close. Yeah. And the thing I'm looking at, too, is just how many home games are remaining, given how important that is for the Sim. And Tijuana is definitely at a disadvantage there with having played six already. Somehow having gone one in five, which is just like, I, I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah, they don't want to they don't want to play at home to finish up the season. Yeah. No. Yeah, their I mean, last their good. last home game is Norfolk, which is, I think, not too much argument. The, the team that's not performing the best in the DSFL. Um, but given Tijuana's home record... Um, I feel like they might be a little nervous about having Norfolk come to them. Yeah, we, I am <laughs> that much. I'm not looking forward to that game. I mean, we, we lost to Norfolk too, so we can commiserate if that should happen. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, you might not be looking forward to that game, but I know I'm looking forward to all the games next week. Really excited for that. I want to thank Slate and Mojo for being our first official guests on Cody and Pat Can't Shut Up. Um, if you'd like to be a guest, reach out to us. We could probably fit you on our schedule. Right now, there are zero future guests, so <laughs> it's wide open. We're not going to have guests every episode, but we'll try to squeeze you in when we can. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys one more time. It was a lot of fun, and I hope to have you again sometime. Yeah, but thanks so for much. Cody and Pat, yeah, no problem. For... Cody and Pat can't shut up. We can't shut up. We won't shut up. And we should probably shut up. We'll see you next week. One, two, three, four.